It's your neighborhood preacher. I'm here live with uh, one of the greatest guys in the world, man. He's uh, running podcast Central LA. Big shout out. We're coming to you out of the South Bay. And listen, this is where it is. It is on. It is live. It is real. It's uncut. It is. And uh, listen. Um, and it, we just had a big mm-hmm. moment. Man, we Ma- did. Man, we did. And you man. know what? Um, that was a God moment, man. It was. And and we just listened to this in church last week. Yeah. Uh, Danny invited me down to church. I went. I took my daughter, and uh, it was an interesting concept there. And, and we had a lot of patience after that church session last week. And then today, there was some hiccups, and we forgot all of our lessons. I certainly did. Um, and I got prideful, and I got protective of my time. And uh, my father used to always tell me, have patience. You need patience. You don't have any patience. And Danny said that to me today, too. You know, um, we're in too big of a hurry to wait for God and, and these kind of things, and you have no patience. And he didn't know what he was telling me, but God spoke through him and, and hit me right in the face with it. So, yeah. uh, you know, all the circumstances around it, yeah. we're here, we're, we're doing here. it, yeah. so let's talk. Amen. Hey, listen, uh, we're just going to say a prayer. We're going to just bless the time. Father, we thank you for the time that we can get together, most importantly, to honor you and your son. We thank you for the time that we have to acknowledge your word. Father, we know that this life is blazing by, and a lot of times we miss the scenery and what you're doing and your inner workings because we're just moving too fast. Father, forgive us for the things that we can do better to prepare for the day, for what's ahead. Uh, Lord God, forgive us for any sin and any weight that is uh, tipping the scale. We love you. We ask that you bless this time in your word. In Jesus' name. Listen, we're going to talk about discipleship. It is a very, very tough uh, subject. I know my man Steve uh, sitting across from me uh, has been mentored and mentors. Uh, Listen, um, this is going to go out to the teacher and the student today. Uh, It's a very, very, very thick, uh, tough subject, but it is a very rewarding and blessed subject, and very few get to partake of the fruit that it bears, because uh, let's face it, um, I'm here to tell you a little bit um, about me. I was uh, probably like my man Steve, probably like you, the, the listener, my people, God's people, uh, I was probably just like you, uh, where you couldn't tell me, I know you couldn't tell Steve, you couldn't tell us anything. Listen, uh, uh, I was a very, very difficult man to to speak to. Uh, I didn't let you inside my head or my heart. And uh, here's a reality. When it comes to discipleship, I, 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 I got something burning in my heart. And I, at times you'll hear me, I'll get emotional. But uh, let's not focus on the emotions. Let's fo- focus on the message. Um, the reality is, is that we made, we made a decision. And if you haven't made a decision for Jesus Christ, I encourage you. Because Mark chapter 8, verse 34 is one of my favorite scriptures, and you'll hear me say it often. Jesus uh, was speaking, and he says, those that, that uh, want to be my disciple, they must deny themselves. They must pick up their cross and follow me. He didn't say they must deny themselves, pick up their cross, and believe in me. See, Satan believes in Jesus. Satan believes in God. Satan believes in the people of God. Jesus said you got to deny yourself, pick up your cross, 
and follow. I think that's where we separate the goats from the sheep, and that's where we separate the men from the boys. I think the reality is, is that no matter how much I know in God's word or in Christ, here's the, here's the truth. The truth is, is that I am constantly going to be tested. I'm constantly going to be shaped. I'm constantly going to be molded. I'm constantly going to be refined through mentorship, through the discipleship of a man or woman of God, and through God himself and through the Spirit of God convicting you by his Holy Spirit. Listen, if you are a person that can relate to anything like me, I was a very self-centered person. Um, It was my way or the highway. And, you know, I did what worked for me, just like you. You do what works for you. And we come up with these thought patterns. We come up with these ideologies, these way of thinking that uh, we guide and lead our life by. We're, we're either stand for something or we stand for nothing. Because even when you don't raise your hand or even when you don't step up to the plate, that means you stood for something. So a lot of times we like to bow out of things, but you're really bowing into something. You either stand for something or you stand for nothing. Now when it comes to making a true confession, you realize that you're, you're, a, you're a wretch, that your life truly has sin in it. You realize that your sin is filthy rags, scarlet red before God. They're filthy rags. They are not white as snow that your soul is, is, is being pulled constantly, your mind has wicked things in it, you know, you, you, you want to practice good things, but you find yourself doing the bad things. And here's the truth. The truth is, is that w- when you make this true confession and you are at the cross and you realize that Jesus Christ died for your sins, when you realize that not only he died for your sins, but that he paid the price He annulled your debt. He made you white as snow. He made you one now with the Father as he is one with the Father. He sealed you with the Holy Spirit of promise. He redeemed you. He bought you, purchased you, redeemed you out of the hand of the enemy. And then we do this. Well, I'm going to take it, you know, step by step. Well, I'm going to approach this thing like a 12-step program. I'm going to just, you know, little by little, I'm going to ease in to God, to this God thing. Well, see, my friend, you may not be truly saved. And I'm here to tell you this because I'm trying to stay saved every single day. The Bible tells us to work out our salvation with fear and with trembling. And I always I never understood it until, until this year. See, for the last five years... Um, I, I was backsliding and, you know, people will say once saved, you're always saved. And, and, and I, I believe that to a degree, but, but you can also, I believe, renounce your salvation. You can turn from God. And even though we like to liken those or make an example of the prodigal son, how he returned and the father was waiting for, listen, the father's always waiting. Live and online. It's dollar training club, the internet's best safety and risk training for just a buck. Get dollar training club. Spend a buck and get trained up. That's dollartrainingclub.com. Check out the catalog at dollartrainingclub.com. But he says to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, meaning the more as the day approaches, we need to be closer to God, not take one step here 
and one step there. And I don't know about this, you know, um, Bible group, and I don't know about this mentorship, and I don't know about this discipleship. Let, 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 let me let me bring uh, something clear here today. You need God more than ever. You need to dive in. L- l- listen, I, I know you're not like me. You only took one sip of beer and, and, and you put it down. And you never touched it again. I, I, I get it. I know you're, I know, I know you, you, you know, you, you, you smoked, you know, when you were at the, the bar or the club, and you took a hit of a cigarette and I know you never touched it again. I, I, I get it. But uh, if you're anything like me, um, you indulged. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm on the, the microphone with a little bit of a, a chip on my shoulder for God um, this morning. Uh, I'm tired of the gospel being watered down. I'm tired of it being created into the lives of people where it's more of a 12-step approach. It's more of a little baby step. It's more of a, you know, I'll see how this goes. Listen, Jesus didn't see how it went. When Jesus bought and paid for me and your sins, he didn't see how it went. And we still constantly are dealing with our character. We're constantly dealing with our heart, with our spirit. And Jesus, Jesus didn't, didn't ease into this thing. He laid it all down. And in Mark chapter 8, verse 34, you'll, you'll, you'll remember that Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself. He didn't say, and I'm here to tell you, he doesn't want you to deny yourself an hour on a Sunday. He doesn't want you to deny yourself three hours out of the week, 15 minutes for prayer. He wants you to deny your entire life. And, you know, the reality is, is that I don't think people truly have this concept. I don't believe people have made a true confession for Christ because then you'll see a radical transformation. I want, I want you to examine your life today. Listen, I got a lot of issues. My man Steve and I, we're working on a lot of things. You're probably working on a lot of things. Okay. But have you made a true confession to Christ? If you made a true confession that, you know, he'll bring peace, he'll restore your marriage, he'll, 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 he'll bless you, he'll prosper you, he'll, he'll lift the weights, he'll, he'll lift the burdens, all that, all that can be true. But you must come to Christ because you were an enemy of God, because you were separated from the commonwealth of heaven, because you did not have a oneness, and you did not have the Spirit of God living in in you. You must come to God because he saved you from the fiery pit of damnation. He, 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 he saved you because that's not the way it was supposed to go, uh, 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 my people. Listen, Adam and Eve allowed sin into their life. And then we were born into sin. He did not start this thing out like that. And he gave man an option. He gave Lucifer an option, but he, pride rose up in his heart. And that's what causes me and you not to indulge in the things of God and not get closer and intimate with God and let him lead our entire life. It's pride. It's, it's I'm going to do it a little bit this way and a little bit that way. That's not what Jesus said. He said, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow after me. Didn't he also say, either be hot or cold in my mouth or I shall spit you out. He did. 
And it, you know, this is this brings up like a really good uh, thought for me in all these business books that I listen to and everything like this, which is like Grant Grant Cardone said, I'd rather be a hundred percent in on the wrong thing than 50% in on the right thing. Wow. Right. And this is, this is a lot like, um, marriage. You have to commit. You can't be a little bit in (laughs) on marriage. Yeah. You can't be a little bit in on a friendship. You can't be a little bit in on your work. You're right. You got to be all the way in. You got to commit. And it, it, this reminds me of diet. Wow. You know, it reminds me of working out. It reminds me of wow. playing tennis or anything else. If you, if you know that in order to lose weight and be healthy, mm. you have to cut down on the sugar, you have to limit the calories, and you have to put time in the gym. A lot of people, they'll do one of the three. And yes. then they'll go, this doesn't work. Right. This doesn't work. Right. And that's because you're not committed. You're not fully committed wow. to the process. Wow. And isn't this what God's asking us to do? Yes. He's saying, commit to me. Yes. Do the things I ask you to do and everything will be better. Wow. It's the same thing with our marriage and wow. our relationships. Wow. Because when we get in there, we say, oh, well, my wife, she's not, she yeah. doesn't do this one yeah, little yeah. thing. Yeah, I do and it all so, the time. So yeah. I'm not committed to this. You yeah, know what? Right, we I'm can't gonna, do that. No, you yeah. have to be committed. John Maxwell said it best when he was talking about when he first got married. He called his wife on the first the first day after they were back <laughs> home after their honeymoon. And he said, honey, what's for dinner? And she said, does it matter? <laughs> right? <laughs> and he's like, I'm just calling to find out what's for dinner. <laughs> Are you not going to come home if you did something you don't like? <laughs> true. Very, 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 and, very And he true. said he realized that he had, it didn't matter. That doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't. So. You know what, man? I, I, love, I love the way you speak. And, and the truth is, is that it is a, a, a marriage with Christ. We are the bridegroom and he is the bride. How powerful is your analogy and, and it's ultimate truth that I really believe people are calling themselves Christian and believers of God, but not truly examining their confession. You have to make a true confession and listen, we might forget what we told God, but he didn't, we might forget that that we wanted to walk with him and that we believed in what his son did for us. And, and we know that, that he's the truth, the life and the way. And, and we know the first commandment, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, your, 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 your soul, your strength, your mind. We, we might forget that and dole that down, but he didn't. And I think the reality is, is, is check this out. Paul begins to tell us in, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse one and two. And that's why I, I, you know, it might be wrong, but I had to tattoo that on me because it says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin that easily ensnares us and lets us and, and let's run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame he has set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I truly believe that we need to wake up every day saying, 
I'm not just a believer. I'm not just trying this thing. I am fully in. I'm immersed. I am, I am, I am, I am indebted to God. I, 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 it is no longer him who lives, but it's, but it's him or me who lives, but it's him who lives in me. I've been bought. I've been paid with the price, with the purchase. And I want to help. I want to help us out uh, this morning as we look at the scriptures. I want to, I want to, I want us to look at this and I, I, I want to see maybe if you have any thoughts about it, but Ephesians chapter four, and we're going to be in verses 11 through 16. It says, and, 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 and when he says, and he himself, me, Paul's referring to Jesus Christ. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. That's five. This is a five-fold ministry that Jesus Christ gave. And look at what it says in verse 12. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we, well, till some. No, it says till we all come to the unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure and the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Listen, I want to help us out um, this morning. We're talking about discipleship. And Jesus Christ himself set apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers in the body of Christ, men and women of God, for us to be equipped that we all come to the unity of faith. You know right now as I'm speaking to you, whether a man or a woman of God's come into your life or somebody that God has kind of placed in your heart that you need to be running after. Let me, let me, let me say something. Luke chapter 9, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. This, I'm just flowing right now in the spirit. And I'm, I'm just going to take us somewhere that I really think is, is going to be, it's just going to be mind blowing. Luke chapter nine, uh, verses 57. And we're going to talk about the cost of discipleship. Jesus and his crew, they're doing their thing. And it says, now what happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Are you sure you want to follow me? Because your comforts are going to go away. Another guy heard this. So check this out. And they're walking. And there's people all around. And Jesus in verse 59 says, then he said to another, this is Jesus now saying, because he wanted to show the, the, the crowd and he wanted to show the message and the heart condition of man. He says, hey, why don't you follow me? And this is a good one. But the man answered and said, Lord, he called him Lord, meaning master. Let me first and go bury my father. I lost my grandfather and it rocked my world. I didn't even imagine how that would have impacted my life and draw me back to some of the wicked things I was doing. That pain. Jesus says, 
Let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and preach the kingdom of God. He didn't say you needed to be a pastor. He didn't say you needed your hands hands laid on you like I have felt sometimes for you to go and do the work of God. He didn't say you needed a title. He didn't say you needed a position. This was a guy who he said, hey, come follow me. And the guy goes, Lord, I'll follow you, but let me first go bury my father. He's about to die. I mean, I mean that's a legitimate response and heart. Jesus said something so callous beyond the callousness or the straightforwardness we see the big picture jesus wanted this man's life to be blessed and impacted to a degree that this man or me or you would have never imagined he said but you go and preach the kingdom of god listen We have been given the great commission. It's called the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God were imploring through us, pleading with mankind to be joined back to God. We have been given every single believer. And I know you're probably going to turn this off because you don't want to be responsible for what you're about to hear. Responsibility is good. You need it. You got to have it. Man. Try, try now to be responsible for this, Steve-O. Check this out. He said, go into all the world and make disciples, preaching and teaching them all that I have said and commanded to do and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm, I, I, I might get in trouble for this one. And I'm okay with it. There's a lot of ministries in church. You know, they're beneficial. They're essential. They, they really bring, bring, you know, the presence of God and the work of God and, and they display the work of God. But God never said to set up this and set up that and set up this and set up that and do this and do that. He said, go. Preach the kingdom of God and teach them all I've commanded and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I think a lot of times we're focused and not saying that they need to be annulled or, or abolished. I'm saying, I'm saying this, just so don't listen to what I'm not t- saying. I'm saying this, that we as a church, as believers, as followers of Christ, need to come back to the truth. The truth being that we are to surrender our entire life and we are to we are to help others be pulled from that fiery furnace of hell. We are supposed to be saving and delivering and healing and preaching and, 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 and pulling people from the pit of darkness and hell. And here's, and here, here's the truth. He goes on as, as this is being done here, as this is being said, somebody caught wind of, of Jesus saying, hey, come follow me. Go and preach the kingdom of God. And who knows what that man's decision was. So some guy, kind of probably like myself, he tries to be real cool. And he comes and he says in verse 60, 61, and another also said, Lord, I'll follow you. But now he had the answer in his mouth. He goes, he goes, but let me first and go and bid farewell to those that are at my house. I mean, I'm going to lay my life down. I mean, let me at least say goodbye. I mean, this is legit. 
And Jesus says, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. What it means is that man's eyes were already on the son of God. He was already right there standing with him. He was already there ready to do the work. He already left his family. See, we don't really get into that. This man already said goodbye when he was journeying on the road following Jesus. He just, he just wanted to go back one more time. And this, what Jesus spoke here is pretty cool because when the oxes would, would pull you, you know, you know, you know, when they would be girded with this, with, the, with what they needed to grade the land with, right? This mantle and this, this harness. The, the, yeah, exactly. Right. Thanks for that. When we push for God and, 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 and we're, 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 we got our hands on God and we look back, guess what happens? The lines start to go crooked. Absolutely. It's just like riding your Harley, right? You, you know, you go into the turn. You got to look into the turn. Dude, imagine if you, imagine if, you start looking other places. You go that place. <laughs> and that's what Mario Andretti said, right, mm. on the racetrack. He says, how do you not crash? He says, I look where I want to go. Wow. That's it. Wow. And you're traveling at the speed. Think about it this way. You go to the altar, and you're about to take this lady's hand in marriage. Mm. And you say, you know what? Wait. Let me go say goodbye to all my other girlfriends. Wow. That's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. But that's what we do every single time before we get married. What do we do? Yeah. Bachelor party. You're right. Let's go out and have a little bit of fun. Yeah. You're already committed to this woman. Exactly. What are you doing? Exactly. You're committed to God. You follow. And I think listening to those verses. Now, I, I'm a newbie to this. I've been, I was raised Catholic and did all that kind of stuff and went through all these Bible verses a long time ago. I never read the Bible, but I just bought my Bible. Amen. And Daniel says, start over here. And I said, no, I'm starting on page one. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're saying that, I think there's a lot that says that, especially in our world today, we all want to be leaders. Yep. The world needs followers. Yes. We can't all be leading. No. But if you follow, you will be a leader too many and powerful very and i think also god knows what is best for you yes and we have these lessons and in our mind we can't always see what the future holds right in detail we know generally we have a belief Hmm. but god is saying you don't need to do that you're right you need to do this yes and that will actually grow no, you. powerful. If you plant the seed and you're giving it too much water and you need this nitrogen. Or the sun. Or the sun. Yeah. And God says, stop giving water. Mm. You have to listen. Powerful. It's the same thing here. You don't need to bury your dead. That is already done. You're right. He knows what you need. You're right. And if you're going to follow, you have to have that belief and faith powerful and i think for another topic man we got to talk about belief versus action <laughs> you, you know what you, you, you know what you know what we will um and 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 you you said something 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 powerful um you said you know giving too much water uh and god knowing what you need listen the bible says that one plants and one waters me and you can't go and bring the entire um 
big picture to anybody. Like you said, you know, in detail, we just don't know, but God knows. And, 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 and Jesus said this, Jesus said this, you know, you're saying some powerful things and I'm just going to liken it to the scriptures. No, the scriptures are good. Check this out. No, 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 no. That's what we do. That's what we do. Me and you, me and you got a great ministry here. Check this out. You said that the world needs followers. And you know, if you look at the world right now, they're following, they're following the prophets of the land. Yes. The government, the news. There are many prophets of the land, but the Bible talks about minor and major prophets, men and women, men, men of God all through the Bible. And they're still happening today. They're voices that we should be listening to and following and getting behind because they're the ones taking charge to lead the people of God and equip them. But Jesus said this, if you want to be the greatest, you must be the least. If you want to be the greatest, you must be the servant of all. And I love when you speak because I'm able to journey in my, in my dictionary here of all the study I've done and liken it to the scripture. I can find a scripture for it. And it's powerful because what we learn here is, is we truly have to ask ourselves: are you a true disciple of Jesus Christ? Jesus said, you must love me more than your mother, your brother, your father, your sister, or you cannot be my disciple. And the things that I'm teaching you today and the things that me and Steve were, we're collaborating on and, and what we presented to you today is this, is that you got to examine whether or not you made a true confession for Christ, whether or not you're all in or you're halfway, because listen, anybody in the middle of the road is going to get hit. And the reality is, is that we must stop being these kind of believers that paint a gospel where, you know, this is just where I'm at, brother. You know, I'm just taking it easy. You know, I'm, 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 you know, I haven't really been in my word and it's like, well, well, why not? Cause you're in sin. We, we, we got to call it out. We're, we're going to be the generals of the faith. And this is what we're, I'm professing over Steve, over my life. We're going to be the generals of the faith where well, we're going to call each other out. And we're going to call it out. Listen, we need to be graceful with one another. We need to be patient. You that are discipling, you that are teaching, remember this. Remember that we're going to make mistakes as a student. Remember the student to the teacher, that the teacher is going to make mistakes. But just remember the big picture. The big picture is, is God. It's his word. And it's who we're reaching and who we're teaching and the example that we're making. I, I want you to examine your heart today and ask yourself, am I truly saved? Am, am I truly walking in my salvation? Not because I didn't ask if you believed. I, I didn't. I, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me go back to this. I didn't ask if you believe. I asked if you're, a true, if you're truly saved and if you're a true disciple. Are you truly willing to lay down your entire life for his. And if you look at Colossians, I, I, I love it. I've been, I've been reading it over and over and over. Um, I, I, my kids have been reading it with me. It, it's just, it's just powerful. And if you look at Colossians chapter three, verses one through three, it's, it, it, it's beautiful. It says, if you then were raised with Christ, 
Seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not things on the earth. For remember, I'm, gonna, I'm shooting that in there. For remember, you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. My friends, my people, listen, your neighborhood preacher, Podcast Central LA here in the mix. We are trying to plead with you this message that if you've accepted the fact that Jesus Christ died for your sins as the true and living God, listen, this isn't a program. This isn't something that you can step in and out of. And let me tell you something. If you're like me and you were backsliding for the, like I did for the last five years, listen, go to, go to your brother, your sister, or go to yourself and say, stop it. Christ could come at any moment in your life. You could die tomorrow. Get right with God. Listen, we can't play with God. And the life that, that, that we have in him is greater than I could possibly ever tell you on this microphone. His will be done, not yours. Father, your will be done, not my will be done. And that's what Jesus taught us. A lot of people like to speculate in that and say, well, if he, if he w- was like God or if he was God, then, then why did he have to say that? Wouldn't his will already be that? No, Jesus was here to demonstrate in the flesh how to have a relationship with the Father. Listen, but I'm pleading with you. Stop sitting in church. Stop sitting on the television. Stop, stop sitting in your car or, or, or driving through life itself and picking apart what God's people are doing and saying, maybe, you know, you could do it better. You know, they should be doing it this way. Um, I don't go because of this. I don't really like this. Listen, God has called us to work while it is day, meaning right now, before he comes, God has called us to do his will on the earth. And it's not because you're comfortable with the pastor. It's not because you're comfortable with the congregation or a church. It's not because it's conveniently close to home. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. It's not because you like this leader and that's why you're joining the, the youth group or, or, you're, or you're doing the mentorship program. The, listen, you, you might gotta examine your heart and you might need to realize, are you truly following after God in Christ, or are you just visiting this thing? And true discipleship, God, and through the scriptures in Ephesians 4, what did we realize? We realized that God set this thing up so that there would be men and women that could equip you. And let me tell you, if you're not finding somebody in your life to take you deeper with God, his word, his presence, his worship, listen, his praise, his ways, you may not be following, you're not following Christ then. Find somebody that's going to take you deeper with God. That's going to divide the word of God rightly, not by your opinion, not by how you understand it, but divide the word of God true and correct and, and, and really get you into the things of God. You know, the Bible even tells us uh, in the scriptures, I have to find it, but, but you can look it up. It says, you know, you know, make it easier for those that watch out after your souls, because we're the ones praying for you when, when, when we're at home all through the day or making that, that, that hour or whatever of prayer, we're, we're praying for, you know, the families, the brothers and sisters and, 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 uh, 
cause and worry. Oh, my mother. I caused my mother <laughs> so much worry. Oh, and my grandmother. Man. They prayed for me every single day. You know what? And, and, and we need them. We do. We need, we need um, mentors, and, and, and they come in all shapes and sizes, younger or older sometimes. But, you, you know, I think a lot of times we're too busy looking at the package and saying, ah, that's really not my design. That's really not what I wanted in my life. You know, he's we do re- this all day long. Yeah, we do it at work. Right. I mean, uh, you know, I have staff and if they would just listen once in a while. Yeah. You know, and, and but the, everybody wants to be a leader. That's what is going on in the world that we live in today. In the body of Christ, too. Leadership, 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 leadership. Well, we can't all be leaders. We'll all be going our own direction. You're right. We need followers. You yeah. know, there's a in the movie Stuber, when he, <laughs> <laughs> when he meets the daughter, he says, oh, I'm going to be a settler. You know, America was founded on settlers. We need more settlers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. You ask yourself, even... You know, let, let's let's step outside the word of God for ten seconds. Sure, here. sure. What do you do at work? What do you do in your marriage? Yeah. What do you do in your relationships? What do you do in your family? Yeah. Do you follow? Do you always have to pick the restaurant? Do you always have to pick the meal? That's good. Do you always have to pick That's where good. you go and do this and do that? That's real. Sometimes good. we have to follow. Yeah. To make strength. Yeah. Strength in numbers. Yeah. Follow. You're right. We don't see the grand plan of the CEO. We don't see the grand plan of the manager. Mm, we good. are not privy to everything that goes beyond. That's good. Would, do you think if you had a symphony and everybody was trying to be a leader and playing their own part that the music mm. would sound good? No. Mm. You we know, have you, to mm. follow. And the same thing in God. Wow. We have to commit. We have to follow. We have to not just believe. We see that all day long with yeah. with people that go to church every Sunday. They believe they, but then they go and they murder someone. Sure, right? Sure, they they sell drugs. They do give even drugs if you hate kids. your brother, that's that's considered murder to God. Yes, exactly. So we're not practicing. Right, we're not following. Right, we can believe. We follow him. I can believe. Yeah, riding a motorcycle is fun, but until I do it, I don't know. Exactly. I can believe tennis is fun, and I, yeah. I'm good at it. it. Doesn't make me good at it. I have to practice. Yeah. And I have to keep doing it. Yes. And the beautiful thing here is that when God saved our souls, mm-hmm. he gave us a little badge. He gave us a little yeah. credit. Yeah. And we get to mess up a little bit. Yeah. But we shouldn't be trying to mess up. No way. Right? No way. And and in life, You're right. we don't get the opportunity to mess up. We can always come back to God. Yes. And sometimes, sometimes you can't. You're right. If you get too far off track, I'm telling you, so don't try to get off track. I don't know how I made it back. I know me too. I don't know how I made it back, but you know what? That's by his grace. Yes. And, and you know, and you know what? Jesus says that they're going to know that you're my church, that you're my people by the way that you love each other. If we, me and you are too busy, just trying to lead and trying to be the boss and trying to, trying to, um, do it our way. Listen, Humility is 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 key here. Yes, in our marriage, humility is key at, at work. Um, you, you, I might not like the processes, but by me taking a humble stance because of the Spirit of God in me, what that does is it sets me up for a blessing. Yes, it sets me up for growth. 
it sets me up for favor right for them to like me right. instead of hate me right you know what i mean <laughs> i mean for crying out loud so you know you know i think i think you 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 hit the nail on the head and 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 i can go deep into examining the heart and this heartbeat with 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 god right but we got to take it into our world we live in we got to take it into every aspect and 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 what i'm saying is if we're just playing with God, just playing with church, we're not going to even be effective in the world that, that we're in and that surrounds us. It, it, it's just not going to work. And we've been called to be the light. We've been called, you know, you know um, the, the Bible talks about us being uh, the light like a lampstand. And we don't hide it under the bed, but we put it on the, the stand or the shelf so everybody can see. I think the reality is, is that, is that, um, I even had a hard time with it Oh yeah. of selling out, Hey, of I, just giving up your life. And, and Jesus said, yeah. if you try to save your life and, 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 and if you read Mark eight thirty four and on, he says, if you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. Yes. But if you lose it for my sake and the gospels, you'll find it because yes. see, we are all bought and paid for. And God has a purpose in each and every one of us. And if we don't submit our life to him for all these purposes, at the end, man can have his plan, but God's going to have his way. Hey, God is way too strong. I'm telling you. And you can try and fight it. And, mm. and that, I think that's what that message is saying in modern day world. When we, look, when we look at it is. MMA fighters, when we look at boxing and, yeah. and Krav and all this, God's too strong. Way There's too strong. nothing that you can do. When you if you try to poke that bear, if you try to beat God, he is going to destroy you. Big time. But if you say God I'm yours, he's going to take you under his wing. The apostle Paul lost his eyesight and he came to him and he says, he says, "Isn't it hard to kick against the goats?" He says, he says "What are you doing, man? Trying to fight me." And even and and, and and even the Bible um, references, he says, he says, fall on the rock. Don't let the rock fall on you. Yeah. Because listen, it, I, you know, I had God barely flex on me and, and my life was heading down the drain and fast. And, 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 and on top of that, I knew the Lord. I chose to reject him. Mm-hmm. And I think daily we reject him by not allowing <clears throat> ourselves to be fully submitted to him as a disciple. Lord, let your will be done, not mine. And I think we got a lot of clutter. I think we got a lot of busyness. I think we got a lot of things revolving around Steve in our life that even, even, even getting on a schedule with work and staying so busy that, that now, Oh God, you know, I know I'm working more, but at least, at least I'm out of church. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go, you know, you know, you're, oh, I can get a break. You know, we're looking for breaks with God and that's because we're not, we're not balancing right. Big, big, big thing here. Listen, you guys get ready for uh discipleship to continue. We are going to get into uh faith and belief and, 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 and uh, faith without works is dead. The Bible says we're going to be getting into that. It's going to be going to be awesome. It's been a privilege 
to uh, chop it up with Steve. I think I'm going to do this a lot more. You're going to hear him uh, on the on the podcast, and uh, he's made it real possible for all this to take place. I'm very very privileged. Um, you know, sometimes uh, you can be like me, where where things can happen. You can have a bad morning. Um, um, we all have bad mornings, yeah, man. It happens every single yeah, day. And you know what? And you know what? Be careful. Because we can rob God of what really belongs to him. That's right. And uh, so it's been a blessing. Listen, we love you. We, we're sending our love out to you in Christ. You need any prayer? Please leave a comment. Uh, get in touch with me somehow. You, you, you know how to do that. And uh, we just want to uh, let you know, you know the slogan, stay up, stay prayed up. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the devil is nasty and the world is nasty. And they, it's like a roaring lion seeking whom it may devour and when you got your eyes on Christ, I'm going to be honest with you. It's the greatest freedom I've ever felt in my life. Like I don't have a worry in the world. Um, and honestly, I'm completely surrendered. And I encourage you to try it. I encourage you to just let go right now. If you just would bow your head after the message and just tell the Lord, say, Lord, not my way, but your way be done. I don't need all these signs and wonders. I don't need you to come down from heaven right now. I'm going to submit to you. You are the true and living God, and I'm going to give you my life. And watch what he does with it. It's going to be amazing. I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough for listening. I hope that we're making a positive, revolutionary impact in your life. Because, listen, revival's coming, and the people of God have got to build a backbone. we got to be militant, young and old. we got to stay the course. So listen, I love you. It's your neighborhood preacher. Stay up, stay prayed up. We'll talk to you real soon. Pray Sunday, pray every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs>